Will your life insurance company pay you 70% to 90% of your policy's face value should you suffer a qualifying chronic illness or critical injury? Ours will. If you answered no, go to www.getstartedwithlivingbenefits.com and request a brochure on Understanding Life Insurance with Living Benefits. Visit getstartedwithlivingbenefits.com today and get covered. Terms and conditions may apply. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black. All news. All you. We're changing the way Chicago communicates with the world. CBBN Business Journals, weekdays at 11 a.m. CST. The Tough Questions, weekdays at noon. To listen now, visit Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. Sonia Cassandra Perdue, Executive Producer. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, All Black, All News, All You. School Choice. Choice allows parents to select the best educational fit for their children. Almentia Academy is a year-round premier pre-K through 12 online school with a fully accredited STEM curriculum. Almentia Academy has more than 250 courses, including programs for homeschooling, college readiness, and online tutoring. Want the convenience and flexibility of educating your children at home? Then visit us today at almentiaacademy.com, where the learning never stops. Good morning, Chicago. Good morning, world. This particular segment is called CBBN Business Journals. This is where we interview business owners, authors, and other innovators from around the world. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, executive producer of Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, and your host for this segment. I'm having some strange things going on with my voice. If you would like to be a guest on our upcoming show, give us a call at 773-609-2226. And we'll schedule a slot for you. Be happy to. That's 773-609-2226. Want to remind you that Shop Small Business Saturday is coming up on November 28th. Chicago's Black Business Network will be at absolutely anything essential that day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at 3521 South King Drive in Chicago. That's Bronzeville. This is where you'll find 25 businesses under one roof. Shop with us first. Come on out. We'd love to connect with you. We'll be broadcasting Facebook Live from that location. That's absolutely anything essential. Saturday, November 28th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at 3521 South King Drive in Bronzeville, Chicago. Visit them at www.absolutelyanythingessential.com. Mark your calendars, folks. Eugene Delanado is our guest today for this episode of CBBN Business Journals. Eugene is a native Chicagoan producer and playwriter. His works include Save the Last Dance for Me, The Fuzzy Woozy Man. He's going to tell me what that is. Back in the day. Okay. He is the publisher of Black Pages International, Business Directory, and Information Guide. He is also uh, the author of a new book, Brother and Sister is an Epic Story Chronalizing the Rise and Power, Health, Happiness, Wealth, and Wisdom of Black Chicago Families from 1900 to Infinity. Welcome to the show, Mr. Delanado. It's been a long time since you've been on one of our broadcasts. Glad to have you here. 
Cassandra, it's a pleasure being back, and I listened to your introduction and so many of the things that uh, you are advocating, I advocate. So great minds uh, think alike, so I'm delighted to be reconnecting with you. And as I was listening to that, I was thinking about ways how we can broaden that. So we'll talk about that after the show. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, Eugene, people listen to these broadcasts all over the world. So first, Eugene, describe your Chicago experience. Tell them about growing up in Chicago. (laughs) Well, I I had uh, a marvelous childhood. I was brought up uh, in an extended family. And back in those days, um, we lived um, eight or nine deep um, in small apartments. I was born in a basement apartment in Bronzeville, 519 East 44th Street. And uh, my great auntie and uncle, uh, they uh, provided my mother uh, a place to live when she came to Chicago uh, in the early 50s. And so uh, a Friday night uh, there was, uh, they were playing uh, whist. They were drinking and dancing and connecting and providing information in terms of how to get places to live and jobs. And all of that was uh, part and parcel for what the community was like there in Bronzeville in the late 40s and early 50s, and not only in Bronzeville, but on the west side. Um, Black folks communicated like that and shared and helped each other, and that was a fundamental part of what was going on. And I just happened to be a youngster who was uh, just supported in every way by that extended family. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, that is true. There was a lot of support. There was a lot of help. That great migration, that great black migration could not have taken place without that type of support and help. Uh, so that, that, says a lot, that says a lot about us. Now, we'll come back and talk about Black Pages International, but first we want to uh, – let's talk about what led you to write Brothers and Sisters, and we'll talk about Brothers and Sisters. Brother and Sister, singular. Okay, so, so um, um, April 7th, um, I was in my home, like many of us, um, confined by the coronavirus. And so while I was sitting there, um, wanted to utilize the time. And so here was an opportunity for me to revisit uh, a piece that I had written many years ago and was sitting on the shelf. So it gave me an opportunity to revisit that, to uh, rewrite it, um, to change it a little bit, to put a new title on it. Primarily, um, I spoke about my relationship to my ancestors, my, my grandparents and great uncles and parents and all, but I had to admit that uh, I had neglected what they had tried to give them. I didn't appreciate what they had tried to give me most of my life. And so during this period, I realized that everything that I had, I owed to them. The guidance that they provided to me, um, which I begrudgingly accepted. And so years later, I realized the wisdom of those people. And by realizing that, it gave me even more power because I don't believe that anything perishes. I believe that energy is everlasting and and it just changes form. So I was able to tap into that And those ancestors were able to speak through me and to enable me to tell their story, 
which is my story. Wonderful. Now I want to go back to one thing you mentioned, you just mentioned, and I want you to speak to writers because it's something that's very important for uh, young people and older people who have a desire, who have a story to tell. And sometimes, Eugene, they feel like we do this instantly. And you said you went back and got a story and, and, and uh, edited it and, and brought it, thought about it a little bit more and brought it forth. Can you speak to our writers about that? Because this is not an instant process. No, no, it, it, it is not an instant process. Um, I'm an old school writer. I start with pencil. That's, that is how... I write. I start with pencil uh, because the pencil, writing in pencil enables me to erase and go back, and then I convert it uh, to the Internet. And so while I'm doing that, I'm going through several rewrites. Uh, so it is a process. And for me, my process is uh, when the spirits and the ancestors speak through me, uh, at that moment, it may be early in the morning, uh, I'm inclined to get up right then and to capture it. And it just may be a nugget. It just may be an initial idea that will enlarge once I get an opportunity to look at it again and to enlarge it. But it is a process that you need to be uh, patient with. Now, now, early in my life, I used to try to write while I was high on marijuana. And, and I can tell you that for me, nothing ever produced. It, 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 it was always a ride. Once I came down and looked at it, I couldn't understand anything, and I could not take that concept forward. And so as I became more mature, uh, I'm more clear-minded and honorable to the spirits moving through me as a vessel that I receive it. And as I receive it and I'm aware of the process, then I honor the process and I don't rush. I don't rush. I just let the spirit move through me and guide me. And then as that comes forth, then the story emerges and the dialogue emerges. And so for me, it's wonderful. And I first began to understand this probably when I was in fifth grade, when uh, my teacher gave me an opportunity to write a book report. And in fifth grade, that was my first book report. And it was, and the book report was uh, I think, The Amazing World of Walter Mitty. And so uh, when I wrote that book report, at that moment I had an aha moment, and I realized the power of telling stories and the power of words and imagination. So I was hooked from that point on. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So that I just want them to understand it is a process, and that was, uh, that was a good interpretation of it. Now, we're going to talk about brother and sister, but we want uh, to know who are you speak? We, you, you say the ancestors spoke through you, and I do understand that. Now, who are you speaking to? Who is your target audience for this book? My target audience are baby boomers. And, and you know, baby boomers were born from 1946 to 1964. So baby boomers are very significant because the culture – as it exists now, the affluence of corporations, the institutions that we are benefiting from now, baby boomers erected those institutions. Baby boomers still control 80% of the wealth. They are who corporations and politicians are after because they know how to do stuff and uh, they represent 
a monolithic group that, again, did all of these things. And so our baby boomers, brothers and sisters, speaks to that period when baby boomers were children, uh, teenagers, and young adults. So when I mentioned mm-hmm. some of the games that, that, that we played, some of the places that we went, baby boomers from that period instantly identify, and they go back in time when they were jumping double dutch, when they were going to the guys and gals, when, when they were dressing Ivy League and Galston. They instantly remember and identify with that. During that period when I was in high school, all of the high schools on the west side or south side, we hung out together. And, and and we hung out together without incident because we all came Wonderful. from a similar culture. Wonderful. Yes, I understand what you're saying. They can, they will definitely be able to identify it. With us today on CBD and Business Journal is Eugene Delanado. He has recently published a book, brother called Brother and Sister. And must read for all you Chicagoans. You'll find it at KingEugene.com. Now, go ahead, Eugene, and tell us about the book. What's this book about? Well, uh, again, it, it, it's an epic story that chronicles the rise in power, health, happiness, wealth, and wisdom of black Chicago families from 1900 to infinity. And so I again emphasize that power. Let's just talk about power for a minute. Uh, our ancestors, my parents and grandparents, they had power and they knew it and they exercised it. And they showed me how to attain that power. And they all were inwardly driven people. Now, there's a difference between someone who's inwardly driven and outwardly driven. I could never go to my mother and say, Mama, get such and such or such and such, and where she would respond instantly. She never did that. She always received my request, went somewhere and was silent, and was quiet for a long period of time, and then she responded affirmatively or negatively because they were from an agrarian culture, and that culture meant the seed. You had to nurture the seed. You had to expect a harvest. And so that was a process. Now, an external-driven society, which is where we are now, uh, is promoted by outward signs and um, sounds and graphic artists and uh, media. uh, And so um, that outward-driven person, by my interpretation, is more susceptible to things that are not as rooted or not as doesn't have the type of longevity because, in my opinion, everything first comes from an idea. It comes from a thought. And so whatever you are experiencing externally, you first have to get it internally. So that's the starting place for me. Now, those who are listening may not agree. But uh, I believe what I believe, you believe what you believe, and in brother and sister, belief is the foundation. Somewhere in Scripture it says, it is done unto you as you believe. Uh, It is done unto you as your faith. So um, my parents and grandparents and all of those people were deep 
deeply driven by their beliefs, and they passed them on to me. And so once I became reconnected, then I realized that the power that I have was a result of what they had given to me and what their previous uh, um, generation had given to them and so on and so forth. And it was very, very similar. And that, again, they always started from the inside and worked from the inside out. We're with Eugene Delonato, and he's discussing his book, Brother and Sister. And I am Sonia Catandra Purdue, your host for this segment of CBBN Business Journal. Now, this is an epic historical novel. And there's going to be places, like you said, that the baby boomers are going to recognize it. Um, you mentioned Parkway Gardens, so you can choose a couple, just uh, two places that would be recognizable in the book to the baby boomers? Well, um, of course, Parkway Gardens. Um, of course, um, um, the casino used to be on 63rd Street. Uh, Budland, uh, another dance place. Um, guys and Gals used to be on 69th, uh, right off of uh, Halsted. Um, of course, um, Herb Kent, the cool gent, was our DJ, um, and WBON was our radio station. And so then there was the Met, the Met uh, record stop on, on 58th Street between Calumet and Prairie. Um, so all of those um, are places that we know about. 63rd and Halstead, in those days, you could go on 63rd and Halstead and shop till you drop. Uh, 47th Street, um, South Center, uh, 47th Street, um, we owned uh, and worked in many of those businesses and didn't go downtown as frequently because we didn't have to. 63rd Street, there were businesses from 63rd and State Street all the way to 63rd and um, probably uh, a little past uh, a cottage. Uh, the Arrigo Theater um, on uh, 47th Street. So all of those are, are landmarks that, that the baby boomers grew up in Chicago, instantly identified with. And as I said, whether you are Galster or an Ivy Leaguer. So uh, 45 records, um, that was the standard. So um, all of that music still carries us right now, um, whether you're talking about the Sorrells or the Marvelettes or Marvin Gaye or Tammy Terrell or Jerry Butler or um, the Impressions, um, uh, all of those um, were... Um, uh, uh, performers whose music uh, kept us uh, settled and, uh, were, uh, and we're a byproduct of everything else came, was built from that. So um, Brother and Sister talks about all of that. And um, what, what is the goal of Brother and Sister is to get baby moments um, to tap into their creativity and to find out those who did a great job with their children and their grandchildren, and to recreate that so that we now, so that we can rekindle the power, health, happiness, wealth, and wisdom that uh, was possible to my life. I lived and am living a great life. I'm having heaven, I'm living heaven on, on earth right now. And it's a result of what those parents gave to me. They showed me how to do one thing, how to live, not, not just to survive, but to thrive. 
Those people were all thrivers. Um, they took a little and made a lot. <laughs> I can tell you that. So I am, I am eternally grateful to them. And so I acknowledge that every day. And that acknowledgement increases my power. Thank you, Eugene. You're listening to Eugene Delamato, author of Brother and Sister and publisher of Black Pages International. You know, Eugene, we were having a conversation last night about how little they had. It didn't seem little to us, but how little they really had and how much they did with it, okay? Um, it, was, it was an amazing thing because my people, they bought property, they had their homes, and they bought property. Eventually, you know, from hard work and struggle, they did that. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, and I'm your host for CBBN Business Journal. Tell them, before we go on to Black Pages International, how they can find your book. Is it going to be a, another play, or what are you planning to do? Uh, you can go to kingeugene.com and either get the ebook or the hard copy. So where we're going is TV and film. Uh, this is an epic story. So uh, this story right now we are negotiating with filmmakers and those who are in that industry to transpose this story to TV and film. Because what you're getting is just book one. Book one goes from, from the 1900s to 1969. So um, you're going to get a copy of Brothers and Sisters for yourself for a family member, for a friend, and for your neighbor. Because, again, uh, when I talk about my childhood, we were connected on those blocks. We knew each other. Uh, neighbors could chastise you and with you and then uh, give that information to your parents who would do it all over again. So now they talk about it takes a village to raise a child. To me, it's an empty symbol because it was not an empty symbol. Our children would not be being killed mostly by black boys and girls. My parents would never have allowed it. When I got to that point, my mother pulled a pistol on me and she was serious. And she let me know that she brought me into this world and she would take me out. And it was only because my sister intervened at that moment that threw her off that I'm standing here today. So you had those kind of parents. They would not have allowed what's going on in the communities. They would not have allowed it. And so there are some parents today who will not allow it. And so this book is an attempt to galvanize them so that we can get to know each other, so we can bring back the wonderful experiences that I had and many other baby boomers. So baby boomers, if you are listening, you need to find me so that we can add your story into Brothers and sisters, because, again, we're going from the 1900s to 1969, but we're talking about combining these success stories. Sonia, you mentioned that your parents took what seemed to be the little that they had, but they didn't have a little. They really had a lot. And they purchased land, 
and they pass real estate on. And right now to this very day, you have a huge advantage from those who didn't get that. And so what is required is for baby boomers to share that amongst other baby boomers and other generations who have come behind us. That was really what differentiated those people from the people who are present now. They shared. They shared information and they shared opportunities. And that's what is required right now for us to take our rightful place as kings and queens on this earth. What we, many of us, are suffering from now, in my opinion, I won't, I won't say that. I suffered from many of the maladies that black folks are suffering from now until I had enough. <laughs> and once I had enough, I went back to the ancestors. Do you hear what I'm saying? I went back to them, and then they started guiding me, and the spirit was reignited in me to guide me every day. So that's what I look and listen for. I'm not guided by uh, the president or the governor or the mayor. Uh, It doesn't really matter to me uh, in that regard because there is a divine power within me and that is within each and every one of us. And that's what my parents were attempting to to give to me. They had a lot. They had that. And so that's what sustained them. And so once I understood that, and I can tell you, I didn't understand that until they had transitioned the spirit. In many ways, I was a terrible son. I didn't believe that they, they knew how to do anything. And I certainly didn't want to be there. And then, lo and behold, I grew up to be just yeah, you like them. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's the wonder <laughs> of it and the beauty of it. So, so, so that's why I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that first before I go out and do anything. I acknowledge that. Thank you, Mama. I, Thank I, you, Dad. <laughs> I want to say um, I've already purchased my book, audience, and uh, I'm going to give away some of the ebooks in my group, Facebook, uh, Chicago's Black Business Network Facebook group, because uh, I think that we would we should share, we should support each other. And I do, within my budget, try to support as many people as I can. Uh, I told Eugene I would not read this book until I completed mine because it's Chicago-based as, as well. But I'm looking, I'm looking for this to be a TV series. I'm so glad you're doing this because it sounds like a TV series, something that you sit down and watch, you know, and uh, yeah. get into the uh, history of Chicago, black Chicago. So I'm looking for it to yeah. be a TV series, Eugene. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and uh, that's that's going to provide opportunities um, and employment and investment opportunities for those of you who are listening. Um, We have the power to economically control our households, our block, our community. We have that power. It is your choice to do so or not to. It's your choice. So if you choose, to continue to be disenfranchised, to say that you post, that you don't have, then that's your choice because God infused his spirit in you, and all you have to do is to acknowledge it. 
Every scripture says the same thing, whether it's the Holy Quran, the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, the Torah, is saying the same thing in different messages. Are you listening? <laughs> so I listen and I practice on me. I'm working on me. So uh, I'm not trying to tell anyone to, what to do. Your life is your life. Do as you please. Why am I enjoying great health? Right today, because those who came before me, who gave me examples and formulas how to live a healthy life, I listened to them and I practiced. And I started practicing decades ago. So look back at, at all of the great leaders came previously. When I was when I was. In 1967, I was 19. Now, just go back to 1967. And we even, brother, sister, you'll see what was going on. And I was right in the midst of it. What is going on in the streets right now in 2020 and 2019? In 1967, I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was right there, right in the center of it. And you'll, when you read, brother and sister, you'll get some of that. And so I am fortunate to be standing here because um, those were really uh, some perplexing times. And so I've lived it wasn't through that. Your time. It wasn't your time, though. No. Everything in his own time. It wasn't your time. It was some other people's time. And you wouldn't yeah. be standing yeah. here. It yeah. wasn't yeah, your time. You had other things that needed to be done. And that, and that happened. We hear, we hear some amazing stories that about how that goes, you know, that people could, you know, uh, I'm going to give you an example. Someone told me that they ran off a road and their car off a cliff and their car landed in a tree. Mm-hmm. Now, it wasn't time for that person to go because their car caught them, you know. It's a bunch of college people, you know, on their way back to school, ran off a cliff, car landed in a tree. I'm, and I'm listening to this story, and it was just, it's just so amazing because you know they had a power of protection over them. Otherwise, it could have yeah. went a whole different way. It wasn't time for them to go yet, okay? So and, and, you know, a and lot the power of people protection. are still here because of that power, huh? Well, well, my interpretation, it starts in acknowledging that that power exists. And when you acknowledge humbly, and thoroughly and consistently that that power exists, then you can get the benefits of that protection. And this is just Absolutely. a little bit. It's just a simple thing. Start acknowledging. And, and as I said, for many, many years, I didn't start this. <laughs> so I went down uh, many, many dead ends because I, I didn't acknowledge I was I was too proud. Well, we want people to acknowledge their mistakes. It takes some people, uh, some of us don't listen. It takes some people longer to understand the thing that they've been told over and over again. It might take them 50 years to get to it. It might take them 10. Some people get things earlier. But this is why we do what we do, Eugene, so that we can share these experiences, so that we can tell people, just because you didn't get it then, maybe you can get it now. It depends on how someone says it to them. It depends on who's saying it. It depends on the words that they use. And then something says, 
bam, wham, there it is. Oh, I got it. I remember listening to the Audacity uh, uh, Obama's book, Audacity of Faith, Audacity of Hope. But anyway, and he said that someone said to him, he was fooling around, working below his potential, wasn't doing nothing, wasn't going nowhere. And one professor said to him, one professor said to him, you're wasting your time. And that did something to him. It triggered something in him. And he said he started working, 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 working. He was in college. Until then, he was just, you know, he was probably walking around smoking reef and, and chasing women and, you know, just wasting his time, you know, not reaching his potential. And it took that, he mentioned that man, it took that one man to say that one thing to him and trigger something in him that made him go in and find himself and knew he needed to do something and start working up to his potential. And so we do these things, Eugene, so that people can hear us and, you know, and know that we don't walk with perfection. Yeah, we don't walk the path. We've been there. We've been there. We've been there. We've been there, too. But it's always another path, and it's always a change of mind while you're still catching this breath. So all these things are important. The book that you do is important. Let's talk about Black Pages International um, a little bit so people can have an understanding about what you do there, too. Well, first of all, go go to blackpagesinternational.com. Go to blackpagesinternational.com, and you'll see the fourth quarter online publication. Now, I've been involved with Black Pages International for 20 years. And and so in 2020, because of what's going on in the country, um, more black people are aware that they need to identify with their power and find ways in which to exert it. And there's no better way to exert it by simply being thoughtful of how you make transactions um, with your money, with your dollars. And so uh, getting back to brother and sister for a minute, those businesses that I grew up with were there because we exchanged dollars, and that's all that's required right now. So if you would take 30% of what you are circulating, I didn't say spend, I said circulating. Spend is not in my vocabulary because when you circulate your dollars, they come back to you. When you spend, you that term suggest that you don't have it anymore. And if you spend it, you won't have it anymore because you're not conscious that you need to circulate your money so that you get the returns back on it. And so that's what other ethnicities have done. Black Pages International, I'll tell you, from my perspective, has not reached its potential because investors and those who circulate dollars don't start from that perspective. When I was a child, I had relationships with many, many business owners. That's how I became a business owner because I wanted to be a business owner because I realized that a business owner had more power than someone who was just spending money, I said spending money blindly without wanting a return on their investment. So that's that's all the listeners to this broadcast need to understand. Start with the end result. How do you want to get a return on your money? Do you have a relationship with business owners. 
Go to blackpagesinternational.com. You see hundreds of business owners there. Develop a relationship with them. They can provide scholarships for you. They can provide opportunities for your children if you invest in them because the money is circulated and comes back to you. If you develop a relationship with them, that's all that's required. That's the fundamental difference between Chinatown and some of and and those uh, uh, areas that other ethnicities control because they start with the intent of developing a relationship and circulating their dollars, and they do it over and over again. So if you did it today, today is Thursday. If you started tomorrow, which is Friday, and did it for a week you would be able to document next Friday a huge increase of your circulated dollars. So that's all that's required. And so now uh, more and more people are beginning to do this, and I'm delighted to have been one of the trailblazers, but I can tell you it was tough because many, many of us, did not believe that we had that kind of power. And because they started from that belief, they didn't get the return on their dollars that they could have, that they should have. But that's starting to shift. Yes, it is. And we're going to reap the rewards of that. It takes time just like everything else. We must feed it into the consciousness, and that's what we do, Eugene. And I'm going to say this about Black Pages International. I do that. I do know that Bruce Montgomery gives the book out to his class, and because I've gotten calls from him, and uh, as part of his SBA cohort that he teaches for startup businesses. And so I've had a couple of his students call me from Black Pages International. So I advise people to be there. Okay. Uh, they're looking for jobs, they're looking for information, and also looking to connect. So that, that's a great tool for that. And I use Black Pages International to connect. As, it, as a matter of fact, it's laying right here up on my desk. <laughs> so I have to call and get an uh, eye exam off of uh, let's say 80% Cottage. I have to call and make an appointment over there. So you can find black businesses. There they are, okay? They're Black Pages International. You know we should call the Black Business Network. So don't be pretending you can't find us because here we are, all right? Eugene, uh, give us some yeah. closing remarks. we got a couple of minutes, and uh, glad that you're here. Go ahead. Well, uh, Brother and Sister is a blueprint for black Chicagoans in particular and people in general, and, and Brother and Sister is a how-to book, how to restore and maintain health, happiness, wealth, wisdom, and power in your life. That's why you need to get a copy for yourself, for a family member, for a friend, for your neighbor. That is how we become more neighborly. That is how we can rebuild our communities and rebuild your household. It's a choice that you make. So be more mindful of what you're thinking about and what you are saying about you right now because everything is connected. So I am just so humble and so grateful, Sonia, for uh, your giving me an opportunity to be on your show. And so I think that this is a rekindling of our relationship to do more for you and your show and to expand its 
presence in Black Pages International uh, and to um, identify those individuals who have made sound choices of how they're going to circulate their money, how they're going to share their resources and their power, because all of us have tremendous power, and the only person who can diminish that power is you. (laughs) Will your life insurance company pay you 70% to 90% of your policy's face value should you suffer a qualifying chronic illness or critical injury? Ours will. If you answered no, go to www.getstartedwithlivingbenefits.com and request a brochure on Understanding Life Insurance with Living Benefits. Visit GetStartedWithLivingBenefits.com today and get covered. Terms and conditions may apply. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black. All news. All you. We're changing the way Chicago communicates with the world. CBBN Business Journals, weekdays at 11 a.m. CST. The Tough Questions, weekdays at noon. To listen now, visit Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. Sonia Cassandra Perdue, executive producer. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. School choice. Choice allows parents to select the best educational fit for their children. Almentia Academy is a year-round premier pre-K through 12 online school with a fully accredited STEM curriculum. Almentia Academy has more than 250 courses, including programs for homeschooling, college readiness, and online tutoring. Want the convenience and flexibility of educating your children at home? Then visit us today at almentiaacademy.com, where the learning never stops.
Absolutely. Oh, Thank you for being yeah. with us, Eugene. You've been listening to Eugene Delanado, publisher of Black Pages International Directory and author of his new works, Brother and Sister. You'll find it at kingeugene.com. This is Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, and we are an Afrocentric media organization that's designed to express the collective interest of the black world community through its broadcast. I am your host, Sonia Cassandra Purdue. The second is called CB, CBBN Business Journals, and this is where we share your success stories. Come back again. We look forward to connecting you. Thank you for being with us. Good day, Eugene. Good day, Sonia.